Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and we're doing a very special show today. A few months back, after seeing The Batman, which is still a great movie, I was so enamored with Colin Farrell's portrayal as the Penguin that I wanted to talk about the Penguin and how great of a character he is and all the different versions and why he should be considered a great character in the Batman mythos, like more love than he gets. Well, today we're going to look at a different character and kind of through a different lens. We're going to talk about their importance and stuff. Um, today we're going to talk about Velma Dinkley from the Scooby-Doo franchise. Now, unless you've been under a rock, Velma's been kind of the buzz lately. There's two new Scooby-Doo projects coming out. There's the Velma series and the new Scooby-Doo Trick or Treat that just dropped on HBO Max. People are up in arms for numerous reasons. Um, in Velma, she's depicted as having Indian descent, and Shaggy is a person of color, which a lot of people, they're complaining that his name, they're calling him Norville and not Shaggy, and that's not his name, but if you know anything about Scooby-Doo, his name is Norville, quote-unquote, Shaggy Rogers. Like, that's his nickname. So... It, what, it's a very, very thin-veiled attempt to attack him and discredit him and not like him because he was uh, a person of color. And that's, that's dumb. Sorry. And then in Scooby-Doo Trick or Treat, Velma is confirmed to be uh, gay or bisexual. We, we haven't explored it too much. But we are going to explore that today. So if that's something you're not comfortable talking about, you're going to have to get comfortable because that's where we go. That's what we're doing. And Velma has been... Velma comes from controversy. Before she was even created, I mean, her inspiration comes from the sweater girl trend of the 40s and 50s. Now, the sweater girl trend doesn't take a lot of imagination, but it's when uh, women of the time would wear very tight sweaters uh, that really accented or emphasized their their chest and their bust line. You know, you had a lot of Hollywood starlets do it, people like Lana Turner, Jane Russell, Jane Mansfield, and so of course it caught on. It was a craze and people all around were doing it. Now it was considered offensive and controversial and there's like a, a quote from Pittsburgh police officer where he's like, what kind of mothers and wives are they going to be dressing like this? And for, for a dress, they're wearing more clothes. It's not skimpier clothes. It's more clothes. But that outfit, that design is so iconic that they, had, they went with it. And I think that's great. When you, when you look at Velma versus the rest of Mr. Inc., though, you know, and Shaggy, obviously a stoner. I mean, I'm sorry, it's, it's 1969, Shaggy's a stoner. There's a great episode of Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, where they address it. But the other characters, though, have, have their stereotypes, you know. Fred is the cool jock guy. Daphne's the pretty rich girl. Rich and pretty girl. I don't know what order that would go on. Anyway, um, yeah, Shaggy's a stoner. And Scooby-Doo is a cool talking dog. I mean, who doesn't want a cool talking dog? I, I talk to my dogs, and they don't talk back. But they, you know, they give me 
looks and glances and stuff. So, I don't know. But Velma is is different. You know, she... Even her base character traits, like her intelligence. As the years went on, she got smarter and smarter. Not just where she just like kind of knew stuff, but where she was like fluent in other languages and knew the history of all these cultures. And, uh, you know, you saw her studying Egyptian history, Norse history, everything like that. And she's, I mean, a genius. Like, I don't know what she's doing hanging out with these kids, but... Who knows? I and that's that's another thing. Her backstory changed more than anybody's because in the original series, she went to school with everybody. That was what she did. But in other series, like the new Scooby Doo, uh, is it new Scooby Doo movies? Yeah, and Daphne and Velma movie and things like that. She went to a different school and just became friends with Mystery Inc. Uh, down the road at various times. So Velma has kind of fit the mold of this, what we need her to be, you know. There are some portrayals of her where she is just a straight-up nerdy girl, and there's some where she's like the cute nerdy girl, and they, they try and do things with her. You know, you see her uh, in some portrayals, she's portrayed to have a little more like Asian ancestry, like in um, some of the the Scooby-Doo movies where she was played by Haley Kiyoko and things. And then you also see her have Jewish history in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. You know, she she's listening to the klezmer music. She says oi uh, and other Jewish slang terms and traditional terms and stuff that... You know, so she's also constantly the underdog there. You know, you, you look at those people, nerds, people of Asian descent, people of Jewish descent. They are, I mean, the nerds are no near the level of um, neglect that the other two are. But, you know, when it was in the 60s, it was like what they could get away with. And so I, I think with her being able to be anyone, that's that's kind of the appeal of her you know a lot of people look at it when they look at Velma and Daphne as like Ginger Marianne from Gilligan's Island and there's this whole psych psychological study about male fantasy and how if you have those two it's blah blah blah, blah. I'm not quali qualified enough to talk about it but it it's worth noting here you know so if you're if that's something you're interested in like look it up and we we can have a talk because I'll talk about it, like, off mic. I'm just not qualified enough to talk about it on mic. But Velma is... I think Velma is your POV character. Because, you know, you're watching these, and especially after the first episode of Scooby-Doo, you're like, okay, most of these are some rich old white dude in a costume. And Velma's the one that thinks that every time. You know, everybody else is like, oh, g -g 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 ghost and stuff. But usually she's pretty even-headed. So I think I think having Velma be that connect, that POV, that character, you know, she is the one coming in from the outside. She is the one who has different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Velma is more like us than any of the other characters. I, I don't know. I, I had an older mate who was pretty much shaggy. But that's, <laughs> that's a story for another time. So Velma... 
on that is probably the maybe the not the most important character. Scooby Doo is the most important character, but I think the most relatable character in the franchise. And with her recent controversy and things like that, I find it fascinating, utterly fascinating that a lot of the articles, unless if they're just like troll, you know, going around like, oh, woke Scooby-Doo, blah, 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 blah. No. Like the actual articles, it's they're all saying, you know, Velma from Scooby-Doo confirmed gay. It's always, a lot of them say confirmed. And I think that's interesting because it's like, you know, everybody suspected it. And you can be like, oh, well, she had a crush on, she, you know, she made eyes at Johnny Bravo or Sam Winchester or uh, Seth Green in the movie and stuff. Uh, maybe. But there's, you know, that she, she could be bisexual. And I going back to Monsters and... Mystery Incorporated, not Monsters Incorporated. That's a whole, that's a whole different rabbit hole. Uh, Mystery Incorporated, which, if you didn't watch Mystery Incorporated, let me tell you about Mystery Incorporated. This is a series that ran from 2010 to 2013. There's only 52 episodes, but it was long form, and it was really interesting. There was actual like a big overarching mystery to be solved and the the characters had uh, character development and we got to see so many things go on there and one of the things that went on is Velma and Shaggy were dating at the first of the series like when it first started but by episode 10 they had broken up uh, which Scooby was happy about and then later on down the road and we see she gets real friendly with Marcy Fleach, who was her rival, but now they do like science fairs together and they do stuff and they come back and join the team later on. And this is something that people uh, hinted about, you know, the one of the directors of the show Tony Cervone, Cervone, I don't know, sorry, said that he, in his mind, when they were making that show, she was bisexual. And because of cartoons and stuff, they couldn't come out and say it as much, but they implied it as much as they, they can. Um, and I, th I think that's important, you know, to mention that. But even then, if you're like, oh, well, that's 2010, da-da-da. That's recent. Okay. Let's go back to 2002. The Scooby-Doo movie. You want to talk about that one? Yeah. The the one with Fred Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew Lillard, and Linda Cardellini as Velma. Also had Rowan Atkinson. Uh, and Miguel Nunez and Isla Fisher. But anyway. In this movie, when James Gunn was writing it, he... It was supposed to be like this kind of dark, deconstructed reimagining of Scooby and the gang. And he got kind of vetoed for that. And yes, James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Suicide Squad, uh, Brightburn, PG Porn, all that, that James Gunn. He is on record saying that he wrote her as, as gay. Um, and then 
he just he got overridden to the point where in the second one, like I said, she's in a relationship with Seth Green. So it's not anything new, you know. You go back and it's one of those while it's it's not confirmed, it's implied. I, I think through a lot of the franchise history. And that's okay. You know? And now in this new one, it it's she has a crush on the female villain, Coco Diablo. And they don't make a big deal about it or anything. And even in the new uh, Mindy Kaling series, Velma, it's like her and uh, like she has a secret crush on Fred, but like Daphne has a crush on her. I don't know. These are just early reports. So, you know, there, there's still stuff out there, uh, even in the comics. So, if you didn't know, there's this comic called Scooby Apocalypse. Uh, and Scooby, what Scooby Apocalypse was, you know, this is 2016. It ran for uh, like 36 issues, 37 issues, sorry. This was Jim Lee wanted to rebrand all of the Hanna-Barbera characters and dark gritty blah 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 and so they survive they're in this post-apocalyptic world and there's this virus that turns people like in killer animals or other things and it was it was okay um you know for what for what it was I, i'm kind of glad it didn't take on too much but in like the last issue it's revealed that velma ha is pregnant with shaggy's kid and even Daphne's like, uh, thought you weren't interested in men. And she's like, well, uh, I kind of am. You know, I am. I'm with Shaggy. So, again, even there, that's a few years back and still hinted at there. It's not like this is anything new. I think that's, that's what my takeaway here is new. Everybody's like, oh, this is new, woke, blah, blah, blah stuff. Uh, no, no. Velma has had the intention, the creator, like people who have written Velma have had the intention, just not the means to produce it, of her sexuality changing, you know? And that's, like I said, that's why I think it's great that all the things say confirmed as gay, confirmed as gay. Because we all, I mean, everybody knew it. If, if you didn't, then... Uh, I got things to tell you about Shaggy. Guess what? Shaggy smokes weed. It happens. Um, and, and if you're one of those people, oh, it ruined my childhood. Well, you're not a kid anymore, okay? Get over it. There, there's stuff out there. Velma being this person the, the, who more than anyone else in the Scooby-Doo universe represents everyone. I think that this next step for her is is not only logical but empowering like i think it's great that people can see that representation up there so whether you know you're watching velma uh bisexual velma or jewish velma or asian velma or um, indian velma whatever it it's great and yeah if you're like oh well the scooby-doo i watch is i when i was a kid well hey guess what Scooby-Doo is over 50 years old, okay? It's, it's time. 
you can't tell the same stories over and over and over. You, these characters need growth. They deserve it. You deserve it. As a fan, you know, I don't want to read Batman doing the same thing every single day. To me, that shows lack of creativity and originality, not only from the creators, but from the fans. Like, if you want to, if you just want to see Velma, Jinkies, I lost my glasses every single time. Uh, where, where's the fun in that? Like, that I think that's why Mystery Incorporated was such a great show. We got to see these characters grow and develop, and a lot of people agreed. But now that she's growing and developing more in a different way. They have a problem with it. You have to change the story. You have to change the characters. Otherwise, they get stale, get stagnant. That's why so many shows, especially cartoons, they're one note, one hit wonders. Now, some of them, yes, do get lost in the mix, and it's unfortunate. But, you know, you look at shows like that are successful that follow the formula. Right, let's talk about that. People who, oh, I love Power Rangers as a kid, but it's silly now. Because it's the same thing every episode. Oh, my kid watches Paw Patrol and it's so annoying. Because they do the same thing every episode. At least they're like, they got superpowers recently or something. Um, I don't know if the game was on Game Pass and it was easy achievements, so I played it. But what I'm saying is, unless you want to be a toy show, and those are perfect examples. Paw Patrol and Power Rangers are made to sell toys. If you want to be a show that tells stories, that has characters that people love, those characters have to grow and change. And you know what? Now, after after years, I think society as a whole understands what a multiverse is. So you know what? Maybe this isn't the Velma from your universe. But she's a Velma from somebody's universe. And it's going to be a Velma that somebody loves, you know. Scooby-Doo Batman team-up, uh, number 50, I believe it was, did, like, a Crisis on Infinite Earths with all the Scooby people. And they have people from Scooby Apocalypse, from the movies, from the old cartoons, from the, the weird, like, that basic animation with the big eyes cartoon. Like, and it was really cool. Of course, Scrappy was still the bad guy in all of them, which was great. But that right there, so even there, it is canon that, there's a multiverse of Scooby-Doo. So, you don't have to love the character, the new the new takes on the character, but you don't have to be a jerk about it either. You know, there's... There's a version of that character out there for you. And... Or we're, we're getting to the point where there's a version of a character out there for you, whoever you are. If you like straight, white, clumsy Velma, cool. Kick it back to 1969 and watch that Scooby-Doo. If you like, like, super smart, edgy, little darkness Velma, Mystery Incorporated. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever you want, go out there and find it. And just because there's a new Velma, oh well, you know, uh, Everybody uses the menu and restaurant analogy for fandom. And I totally agree. Like, okay, I don't eat at McDonald's at all. Uh, but when I did, when they brought in the McRib, McRib's not for me. 
I always thought it was kind of gross. But I had really good friends who, like, that was their jam. They were the ones that would drive to a different town and try and get a McRib or whatever. And, hey, cool. I'm not going to put them down for that. And so, while I'm, I'm not comparing Velma to a McRib, but the people who hate Velma, that's the level we have to be on, okay, for the rest of you listening. Although, if they hate the new Velma, they're probably not listening at this point. Oh, well. <laughs> you... You should appreciate news stories. You should, and, and it's R-rated, too. The new series is R-rated, so guess what? People are going to die. There's going to be blood. There's going to be cursing. Are you going to be upset when Velma says, holy effing jinkies? Because I guarantee you, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Velma would never say that. So, yeah. Your people are projecting hate that they have to order the people on a fictional character and that's dumb it's so dumb so dumb to hate and it's even and it's dumb also to take it out on a fictional character it's dumb to take it out on anybody it's cowardly but anyway that's my soapbox this character st study was about velma it kind of turned into jerks on the internet and stuff but if velma's gay if she's bi if she's straight it doesn't matter the incantation uh incarnation Inc i would Sorry, researching this, I went kind of down a rabbit hole and got to looking at scary stuff. And blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> if whatever her skin color is, it's fine. Whatever her ancestry is, it's fine. I enjoy Scooby-Doo. My kids enjoy Scooby-Doo. And we will continue to enjoy Scooby-Doo willing 50 years from... If I'm still around 50 years from now and I have grandkids or whatever... I'll enjoy Scooby-Doo with them. Who knows? Velma may be like a purple alien. They may all be aliens in 2052. I don't care. I'll still watch it. You unmask them. Like, they're humans, and you unmask them, and they're aliens. I would watch that right now. If you're listening, Warner Brothers, there's your show. Anyway, um, this is normally the part where I say, let me know what you think. Let, you know, leave comments, but I'm not, but don't, like, if you're going to be hateful, don't leave comments. You can leave a comment about how my computer just made a noise. That was, I don't know, apparently something needed an update. Um, but yeah, if you are enjoying it, though, I would love to talk to you about that. Like, if you have fun, positive conversations, I'm down. Let me know. Or email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.